Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. This is the Half Pod, the mini podcast. And today's Half Pod is entitled, Why Don't You Love Me? And uh, I want to talk about something that happened to me in high school and a question that was asked me one time. And uh, before, before I do that, I'm going to read a scripture. In Acts chapter 9, verse 1 through 5, it says this, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way of Christianity, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say you're persecuting my church. He didn't say you're persecuting my people. He didn't even say you're persecuting my children. He said, you are persecuting me. And he said, why? Why are you persecuting me? He asked him a question. He said, why are you persecuting me? And Paul answered with the question himself. And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And then he said this, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. In other words, you are kicking against my will for your life. You are kicking against what I want. You are kicking against me and you don't even realize it. See, Paul was zealous for the Lord, he thought. He was zealous against what he thought was a false religion. He was what you would call on fire for God in a sense, at least he thought he was. But he didn't realize that he was actually persecuting Jesus. He was actually actually persecuting the very Lord that he thought he was working for. And he was kicking against the goads. Now, I had a question like this asked to me one time. And I was about 15 years old. I was in my freshman uh, year of high school. Um, I was going to a Christian high school, private school, called Hamilton Christian Academy in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, I'm 20... Um, almost 28 years old. I was 15 at the time, so we're talking about 13 years ago. And uh, I was in the hallway, and at this time, I was not professing uh, the Lord. I was not serving God. I was actually very against church. I was very against Christianity. I had grown up in a Christian home and had some bitterness, had some bad experiences, saw some hypocrisy, and I was very much against Christianity and against anything church or God. And I don't remember exactly what the context was, but I was talking to another student, and they said something about, oh, I'm not going to do that, I love Jesus, or something like that. And I said emphatically, out loud, well, I don't love Jesus. And I said it sarcastically, but I also meant it, and uh, I said it emphatically. And I turned around, <laughs> and there was this girl standing there, and she was holding her books in her arms, and she kind of had, you know, was not a very bold or loud girl. Um, I, I had known her. I had seen her from a distance. Um, I kind of always didn't really talk to her, kind of stayed away from her. It seemed like she really was very Christian and very, you know, sheltered, in, at least from my perspective. And so I didn't talk to her very much. Um, and But she was standing behind me. And so we didn't talk very often. 
and she just kind of had this confused look on her face. And she just asked me this one question. She said, and she said it very innocently. She said, why don't you love him? And the way she said it was not combative. It wasn't argumentative. It wasn't like, how dare you? It wasn't accusing. It was like, it was like a little kid asking a question that about something they were genuinely confused about. It, it, it was uh, the way it hit me was so interesting because it wasn't, and I remember it. It obviously made an impact on me to this day. It it was like a little kid wondering why why are you doing this or why are you doing that, you know? And and it was this innocence in it that I I honestly had no comeback for it. I she wasn't attacking me. She wasn't arguing with me. She just was confused, and I just kind of mumbled out some kind of response. I think I I said, "Oh, I'm just, I was just joking." And which is funny for me to have responded that way, because normally with most people, uh, I would have responded differently. I would have responded with some kind of rebuttal. I was a punk. I actually would argue with my Bible teacher in class sometimes. And so that was unusual for me to not have a rebuttal like that. Um, But the thing is, the innocence of what she asked the question with, it, it impacted me. And it stuck with me because I believe that that girl was somebody who genuinely did love Jesus and was living her faith. And the sad thing is, in that school, those people were few and far between. There were a lot of people, you know, who claimed to be Christians. There were people who, you know, lifted their hands in chapel, but on the weekends I saw them hooking up with other people and, you know, asking me to get them pills and things like that. And, it, you know, I didn't see a lot of consistency in that. But this girl was different. This girl was different, and, and I perceive in my heart, even to this day, that she genuinely loved Jesus, and she was genuinely confused uh, by me not loving him. And I looked back on that 13 years ago, and I thought, you know, that was not that girl asking me that question. That was Jesus in her and through her looking at me. Even back then, when I was still breathing out threats <laughs> and breathing out blasphemies, and things against Christianity, and Jesus looking at me and saying, Ben, why don't you love me? Why in the world don't you love me? I love you. <laughs> I've loved you all this time. I- I've, I've waited for you. I've been standing for you. I- I've loved you unconditionally in spite of everything you've done, and yet, why don't you love me? And, and it really impacted me looking back on that today, because today I do love him. I, I love him very much. He's everything to me. And yet back then I, I, I did it. And it's weird to me that there was a time when I would have said with boldness that I don't love Jesus. It's a foreign concept to me because I, I was a different person back then. But, you know, I just want to present that question. Like Jesus asked Paul, why are you persecuting me? And Jesus asked me, why don't you love me? You know, this reminds me of something that, that happened with Peter and Jesus um, in John 21. Before I say that, though, let me just read this scripture. Jesus said this, If you love me, keep my commandments. That's John fourteen fifteen. He said, If you love me, keep my commandments. You know, he was asking me, Why don't you love me? But, you know, like Paul, there's a lot of people who think that they love God, who would claim to love God and say, Oh, yeah, I do love God. And yet, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And you know, obeying Jesus is loving Jesus. We see this in John 21, verse 15. It says, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, and this was after Peter had denied him, and Jesus had risen from the dead. He said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? 
And Peter said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Then feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, do you love me? And Simon said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, Then tend my sheep. He said a third time, Simon, do you love me? And Peter was actually grieved that he asked him a third time. And so Peter, Peter said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. And he went on to tell Peter how he would die and what would happen in the future. And then he said this to him, follow me. You know, there's a lot of people who claim to love Jesus, that if you ask them that question, they would say, yes, I love Jesus. But let me ask you a question. Are you keeping his commandments? Are you obeying him? Are you following him? You know, there's a lot of people who may claim that, but are not keeping his commandments. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's not popular, but you know, you hear this a lot like, well, you know, they're not really living for God, but, but they love God. They're, you know, yeah, they're, they're doing what they know they shouldn't be doing. They're living in sin. They're doing this stuff. They're disobeying God, but th- deep down they really love God. Not according to Jesus. <laughs> he loves them and his love for them hasn't changed. But according to Jesus, if you are blatantly and knowingly just refusing to obey him, that is not loving him. I mean, if a man says, I love my wife, but cheats on her every night, nobody believes that. And they're right to not believe it because it's not true. Love has an action that corresponds with it. Now, don't misunderstand me. There's a difference between people, you know, doing things without light and revelation and being young in the Lord and being babies in the Lord. That, that their heart may be right and they just don't, they haven't grown up enough to see like that. I'm talking about when you know to do good and you do it not, when you purposefully disobey and yet you claim to love God, that's just not true. And there are people who claim to love God, but they won't obey him. And watch this, there are people who, instead of feeding and tending the sheep of Jesus, are actually persecuting the sheep. They're actually persecuting the people, they're persecuting Christians, they're persecuting pastors, they're creating disunity and strife and accusation, claiming to love God, claiming to speak for God. And I'm not talking about correction in the body of Christ, there's a place for that, but I mean, our, our slandering, our, our speaking evil of people, our gossiping, and they're claiming to love Jesus, and yet they're actually persecuting the flock, and in turn are actually persecuting him. Paul thought he was doing the right thing, but he was persecuting Jesus. And you know, Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep and tend my sheep. He Don't persecute them. Don't, don't create strife and disunity. Don't accuse the brethren like the enemy. That's actually a form of persecuting him. Now, it's a different thing to correct wrong things in the body of Christ, to correct sin. I understand that. There's a whole protocol for that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about strife and slander and accusation. And I'll say this too, some people claim to love Jesus, but simply won't follow him. The last thing he said to Peter in that passage is, follow me. And there are some people, they say, hey, I love Jesus, but they won't follow him. And you know, there are people who say they love Jesus, but are kicking against the goads of God's will for their life. And Jesus would ask that same question to those people that he asked to me, why don't you love me? Because if you love me, you'll follow me. If you love me, you'll tend my sheep. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And if you love him, you won't persecute the flock. You'll tend the flock. So the point I wanted to make in this podcast today is, if you say that you love Jesus, live it out by keeping his commandments, 
by obeying him, by tending and feeding his flock, and by following him. Now, don't misunderstand me. Jesus said in John 15, without me, you can do nothing, and you need him to empower you to do those things. But don't feed into the mindset that I can love God, and that's separate from me following God. No, it's not. If you love him, follow him. If you love him, feed and tend his sheep. If you love him, keep his commandments. Thank you.